With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Undrafted, a very special edition of Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone at Dino Game Theory. This is episode four. Let's roll. Week one is in the books. I cannot believe it. It is late, late, late Monday night. I am recording live in studio. I say live in studio. I mean, I'm in my mom's basement. You know that all, right? I mean, obviously all podcasts are recorded in your mom's basement, but I am live in studio here in the bird's nest. And I swear I have the most special guest with me tonight. I mean, with me, when I say with me, he is sitting right beside me. And you know, if he is sitting beside me, that the rumors of the smoke in California is 100% accurate. Because sitting beside me is no other than the man himself. The fantasy football stoner is live in studio. Stoner, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Not literally having me on the show, but I appreciate the hospitality and welcoming me into this beautiful little setup we have here. I mean, I've offered you water and I think that's it. Uh, water. I and brought my meat. own Fiji because I am, I am a bit of a diva. Yes. Um, and you were afraid of this, these country roads, whether or not there would be water out here. Bro, it's water. First of all, <laughs> being from Jersey, it's not water. It's water. W O O D E R. And uh, there are a lot of things that I've been concerned about on these country roads today. I've yet to hear banjos, which is nice. But I did tell my kids, like, hey, if we hear banjos strumming, you're on your own. Because I'm running. out, dude. Like, yes. it is every man for themselves. Well, I think you might have been visiting a place that might be a little bit different than where we are right now. You're in the safety of the Bird's Nest Studios you're in the house. I mean, that's the one thing is that there's a contact high that I can't necessarily <laughs> describe, folks, when you're with the stoner. I mean, I didn't even do anything. Yet, I feel like... You didn't do any nothing. weed? No, man. I didn't do anything. I've just been sitting Dark. here. I've just been sitting here preparing for the podcast most of the night, watching the football games very intently. I've had my notebook out. I didn't have my notebook. I didn't see a notebook, but I was smoking weed the whole time. Maybe I, I just had papers in my hand. I don't know what it was, but listen, what I'm saying is... They might have been rolling papers. I mean... Because I write, I often write my notes on rolling papers. It's all I, I thought have. that was a little orange notebook. Whatever yeah. it was, listen, we've got our notes taken and we're ready to go. Let's get right back to, uh, back to as if we even started talking about football, but 
What's football? I think that we learned <laughs> one thing, Stoner. And I think that we learned that Baltimore and Kansas City are just better than everybody else. Is that a fair assessment? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think just in real life and in fantasy, we've all taken some week one victory laps and 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 appreciated some of our claims. So but I also don't want to jump the gun on an anointing someone the champion. But yeah, I would say that those are probably that's a safe thing to say. Yeah, I mean Baltimore just kind of picked up where they left off last year. I mean, they were just dominating people left and right. They dominate Cleveland Browns. And you know, if we look at that division and take a quick snapshot, we see Baltimore and uh, you know, and Pittsburgh winning, but you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland losing, uh, rinse, wash, lather, repeat. What's the saying, right? I mean, these two teams are absolutely going to be there at the end. And I think Cincinnati and Cleveland have a lot to worry about. I picked Cleveland to make the playoffs. I didn't expect them to win. I didn't expect them to win on week one, but I certainly didn't expect a golden shower story about their lead receiver. Come on. And I'm just saying there's a lot of dysfunction and a lot of more of a Cleveland steamer. Rather than a rather than a golden shower, I'm sure you know. I'm sure where where comes one comes the other. That was too easy. Don't do that. But it's bad, man. Like he had he had a lot of targets, right? Yes. Odell saw a lot of targets, and yes, he did. He did not do much with those targets. No, he did not. In fact, I think he had the worst statistical output of his career, yardage wise. I believe that. Um. And, you know, we were chatting about this earlier, and I mentioned it months ago, not having a crowd. I wonder if something like that plays a, plays a role on, for a guy like Odell, who yes. seemingly thrives off the energy. Granted, I don't think there would have been much to thrive off of no. uh, for him this week. But, but there's I'm, still an energy in the building when there's crowds. You did call Odell as being a guy that you didn't like because of that. Some of the diva guys, some of the guys who feed off crowd and energy. I mean, you again, were right. It's week one, yeah, so I don't right. want to. I don't want to jump the gun, but you're right. They didn't look good. I mean, no. just overall. But if you're comparing them to Baltimore, who we've just anointed one of the top two teams in football, you know that's a, that's a tough that's a tough matchup. I know there are many among us, and I think you're one of them who was literally jumping up and down and smiling like a schoolgirl when J.K. Dobbins ran in for his second touchdown of the afternoon. And you know, you know I like J.K. All of all the people saying, you know, he's never going to take over. You know, Mark Ingram. They're not just you know all this nonsense. I mean, when you have a guy who's as good as J.K. Dobbins, he finds his way on the field, and then once he's on the field, he makes plays because he's awesome, and he's in a, on a, on a team that's also awesome. A great offensive line, great scheme. Uh, you know, the uh, and I think there it is. You yeah. mentioned it. You're on an offense that is going to score points and it's crazy. They're going to often do it running the ball. I yep. mean, yeah, Lamar threw for 275 and three touchdowns and maybe they didn't rush for the numbers that we expected of them, but the opportunities are going to be there and Ingram <laughs> is getting up in age and they are going to use two running backs. Yep. And, you mentioned, I think, earlier in the week how many carries, you know, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill yeah, had, had last year. Last year. So I mean, the opportunities there. I still think Gus Edwards. I liked him before the draft. 
in in dynasty leagues. I was grabbing him you late. You smoke a lot of weed, so that could be the main. But I was grabbing Gus late as a guy like, look, if they don't get another running back, he had seven hundred mm-hmm. yards last year. Absolutely, you exactly. know. So if there's they, room in that offense, if I think they didn't point, yeah. get another back, he was. It's so it's worth a late round flyer. Yes, on a guy who again had seven hundred yards. If Ingram goes down, I'll give you. I'll give here you a comes quick, the bus. I'll give you a quick stat from that game. I mean, Baker was really bad in the that's game. That's that's the stat. That's the Baker. stat. <laughs> Baker was really bad in the game. Well, that is interesting. Hmm. No shit. That. Let me take that in. I mean. To, to, to players not named ba- uh, Odell Beckham, he was 18 of 29, 167, a touchdown and a pick. He had a 5.8 yards per attempt. Uh, to Odell, he was 3 for 10 for 22 yards and 2.2 yards per attempt. I, I mean, think, as BZ would say, woof. So, <laughs> That's yeah, rough, I mean, It's man. rough, man. And, and so he wasn't good. And then when he threw to his best player, quote unquote, uh, he was worse. So not good, not a good look. They've got a lot to turn around, but let's move on. I think the thing that had me the most excited is uh, is no. something that probably had you the least excited. No, no. Yeah, it was they're, – they're letting Russ cook. And, I mean, has there ever been anything more obvious than to let Russell Wilson basically call whatever play he wants? Like, just let him go up there and, and do his thing, man. Every time they, they'd be in some – 12 to 13 game going into the fourth quarter. And then they just let Russ do his thing and they'd score like, you know, 21 points in the fourth quarter and go away. I mean, it's like, Oh wow. Well, maybe we should do that the entire game. Well, this game, they did it the entire game and the results are in Russ is good. Yeah. Russell Wilson is good at football. I mean, as a Niner fan, you hate to see it. (laughs) You hate to see it, but as a football fan, it was extremely fun to watch. I mean, he was surgical, yeah, fucking methodical, and uh, it's it's scary the potential of the offense, knowing that they can run the ball very well too. Yep, if they want to, right? I I worry to. as a Niner fan that that we're gonna suffer a, a bad hangover. And this Seahawks team could very easily do some some damage in the West. Yeah, I think if you were to you know start picking your your winners and you just picked the best quarterbacks, that would be a pretty good way to start picking your teams. And this quarterback is the best in the league, or at least right there with you know Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Lamar Jackson sort of something else. But I'm talking about just in terms of dropping back and throwing the football. Russell Wilson was 31 of 35. Get this. He had four incompletions. All four were targeting DK Metcalf. So to it's the rec- because he has a limited route tree. That's that's right. The limited route tree. <laughs> he was he was running the go route when he was supposed to run some other route and he yeah, just wasn't there. We're throwing a button hook pattern in super slow motion and he keeps running the I know, fly. Every like, time it's, it's so hell, cute. DK. So other than those four times, but he was twenty seven of twenty seven. Three touchdowns, no picks to everyone else. I mean, just unbelievable. So efficient, so so successful. And, you know, against Atlanta, I'm not saying that they're necessarily posing a huge threat, but I don't care who it's against. I mean, just, you know, they, they were just awesome. They chose to to throw the ball 41 times, uh, eight yards per play, even if you include all the sacks. Eight yards per play on 41 pass attempts, 16 running back runs for two yards per play. 
What do you think they should do? I mean, at least they finally did it. They do normally do that. And instead of 41 to 16, it'd be 25 and 25. And we'd say, man, you know, they grinded out a win. Instead, they gave the ball to Russ and they dominated. Well, and it's I, nice for me. I, I mean, Carson is a guy who you don't really expect to catch too many balls. But he uh, had six catches. Yes. Two of them ended up in the end zone. So, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I was kind of banking on him as an RB2 in some leagues. So he just didn't really get it done running the ball. But it was nice that that Russ included him in the, in the passing game. You know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking that. I was like, you know, winners and losers. I mean, winners from Seattle, if they choose to play like this, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, of course. But I don't think Chris Carson's a loser because they're going to score more points. He's going to get more goal line plunges. Yeah, he may not get as many rushing attempts, but we can see they can throw him little screen passes. He can score in the passing game. This does not hurt Chris Carson. This helps Chris Carson. You throw more, it helps the running back. This is how it works, man. Carson's a guy that I can see trying to buy low or, or selling low early on. And then as the weather changes and it gets colder, and they are running that ball more because Russ isn't throwing 35 times every game. Let's right? hope so. But I mean, let's hope so. But realistically, <laughs> it's not happening. As you get later in the season and Carson starts eating up those runs, I mean, why not let Russ have some fun now? Absolutely. Change the defensive schemes against him. And then halfway through the year, you're now pounding Carson. And me, who scoops him up really cheap, is reaping the benefits of a, of a late Chris Carson championship run no doubt but i think it, what it does say is with a consolidated target share there you definitely want to look at buying dk and, and tyler lockett although those guys are super expensive so you know you either bought them right before or maybe don't buy them at all because they're yeah. gonna be too expensive but they should benefit from this so if you're owning them start celebrating because if this is the way they're going to play those two players are going to eat and eat but hope lot. for a couple maybe two or three more games where Carson only carries the ball six times. Yeah. Hope for a few of those games and you can buy him low. Well, you know, Stoner's in a good mood. You can tell he's been, you know, completely imbibing all night. I mean, he drove about 17 or 14 to 17 hours of the day today, um, you know, all over California. He's seen the great state of California today. God right. bless him. Um, it's not that great. No, it's on it's fire and, and not just the smoke from his bomb. Yeah. It's more yeah. than that. There's other fires. Uh, but one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to make him upset, but we're going to get this game out of the way. No. I mean, what do you got to say for your 49ers? It was a, a game that I think most people thought they would win. And uh, Jimmy G, not so good. I mean, what what's your feelings here? I will plead the fifth. The fifth? For fear of incriminating myself. Fair enough. Let me tackle this one. The fifth. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't very good. George Kittle got hurt. They didn't have any wide receivers. Uh, their running backs looked fantastic. They're going to be fine. Don't worry about the San Francisco 49ers moving on. I, the Arizona I, Cardinals. I, oh. I'm worried about the 49ers. No, don't worry yet. Debo, um, Debo is hurt. Well, Debo's a problem, yes. That was some secret shit that they held, and I don't like that. Secret shit is held for a reason. Yeah, no, Debo. You don't just throw a guy on the IR and then a couple days later be like, oh, by the way, he hurt himself. Yeah. No, that's some shady shit right there. That's some stuff that the Mets used to do back in the day. <laughs> like, I don't I don't like that. I don't trust that. That is a red flag for me. I, I, I still love Debo. I hope Ayuk comes back because they really need 
They need some receivers. They need a pass catcher. Yeah, yeah. they need a receiver. And, and, and Kittle's, I Kittle's not playing this week. I'm telling you right now, there's absolutely zero way that they should roll George Kittle out against the Jets. Yes, who are already going to be without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, there's no, no Kittle should not play. It's a, it's a, it's a Raheem show. Let's just run the ball down their throat and be done with it. Um, but I am nervous. Although they did stop the run against Buffalo, although they got steamrolled by Buffalo, they did kind of stop the run. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, who are not necessarily the top notch backs in the league, but they were stifled. But if by you the Jets. stand them on top of each other, they're the same height as Raheem. Yes, that's start, right. So that's right. Two inches taller than Zach Moss normally. Right, right, right. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I might be a little worried, but we'll see. Again, first week, not gonna. Not going to jump to God. And they should easily, could easily win their next five games. It's against teams that are not great. They're a great team. I don't think there's much to worry about. I am worried about Debo. I think it's a great opportunity to buy low on him. I, you know, if, if anybody's panicking, uh, swoop in and be the savior because Debo's a stud. But, you know, they. Dynasty were, for sure. The maybe dynasty, less. Less in redraft. Redraft, redraft always fade injured players. In, huge in question. Dynasty, mark. You, can, you can buy them. And, and yeah, you know, I would agree with you 100%. Yeah, I'm not buying them. And, Unless there's an IR spot or whatever, but even still, I, I you know you got to temper expectations with this kid. But you know they they run their offense with a lot of running plays to Debo, these jet sweeps, and even they fake those things to him, and he just puts pressure on the defense with everything he does as a as a multi-purpose offensive weapon. He's not just a wide receiver, so I think they were missing that. Um, I, I didn't think the play calling was too great. Um, I, I, there was a lot of things not to like. Obviously, their defense was unable to really take control of the game. But you know, look, it's it's one week; anything can happen. I, I thought they were bad, but they weren't terrible, and you know they'll get better. And, and, and they've proven that they're a team that's going to be prepared every single week. So I'm not too worried about them. On the flip side, uh, I moved Kyler Murray. You can disagree with this if you'd like. Right on up to wide, uh, quarterback three in my dynasty rankings behind the big two. I just feel like this one's an inevitability. He's so good, and you know. If I wanted to pick from Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Dak, and Kyler, I'm taking Kyler. It's kind of weird. I just I just trust this kid. I mean, he looks so good out there at all times. All that fellatio Ooh. that you just issued on Russell Wilson, and you're going to take Kyler over he's 10 him? 10 years younger than him. I mean, he's, he's quite a bit younger, right? 30, 31, 30. How old is Russell but Wilson? But still, Russ is that that dude that's going to play until he's he's old, right? I mean... He still has that virgin blood. Yeah, he, he does not, have virgin blood. That's he has point. not lost his virginity yet. I don't care how many times his wife gets pregnant. It's not him. <laughs> That's right. That's a, that. You hey, know. you know, I don't. This is your arena. You need to tell me about these things. I need to tell you about virginity. What? Yeah, I don't know nothing about it. Come on, me neither. What am I supposed <laughs> to know about it? Um. Anyway, it's just interesting. And Dak as well. Dak has all those weapons too. No. Yeah. Yep. Lamb, Zeke. Zeke may be the best running back. Pure running back in football might be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. I like all those all those players. They're right there. They're in the little that little top six that, you know, I continue to shuffle around and you know, hey, next week I'll make a different decision. Maybe. But as of right now, I mean if the draft if you're doing a startup draft tomorrow, uh, and I'm I'm taking one of those guys, I just want Kyler. I just do. I I, I just think he's gonna be that great. He has done nothing but impress me. Uh, he went up against a good San Francisco defense and afforded himself well. He was able to hit DeAndre Hopkins, his new toy. Um, they've got other weapons, but he, he was able to, you know, 
throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins successfully over and over and over again. He ran for a touchdown where he looked like he was playing a different sport. They couldn't even – I mean, he ran straight, left, right. And then he, Nobody touched him. I mean, yeah, he's all so right. fast. How you much like fellatio this? are you, you giving like all this? these NFC West quarterbacks <sighs> uh, yeah, but not sorry. mine? Like, Sorry. No, you got a good point there. I mean, it's okay. I mean – because my yeah, my quarterback struggled. It's bad. He's still handsome. Yeah, and he, I've heard yeah things about him. Uh, but listen, here's the question: Is he better than Jared Goff? Oh, see that hurts, doesn't it? Right there. When I when yeah, when is who? But Kyler? No, of course Kyler's better. I'm talking about Jimmy G. Jimmy's number one QB one. Of course, He's the yeah. best. Moving on, moving on. Okay, you know the other thing that I thought was pretty interesting uh, this week was the you know New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills, Cam Newton, Josh Allen. It's kind of like these two teams are now mirror images of each other. They have backfield shares of, you know, particularly average running backs. And, you know, right. They have these two quarterbacks who are better rushers than there are passers that have questionable downfield throwing accuracy, but still somehow win and are constantly top five fantasy quarterbacks every single week and somehow find a way to win. Isn't that what they are? I mean, well-coached Northeast teams wearing blue, like blue and red, like just, they're just the same team. And uh, I think they're both going to be there in the end. And, you know, I know the Bills play a tough schedule, but, uh, you know, the Jets and Dolphins don't seem to pose much of a, a of an impediment to these two Not being the inevitab- inevitability uh, at the end, right? Yeah, the Jets and the Dolphins, there's zero chance of them doing anything to stop either the Pats or the Bills. I think you're right. At the end of the day, they are well coached, and you get guys that buy into the system, guys that listen to the coach, and guys that are drafted specifically to play roles, and they buy into that. And, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch and interesting to watch because, like you said, I mean, there's uh, maybe Josh Allen is the new sheriff in town in the AFC East. I mean, I mean he might be the new sheriff, though. I tell you, you know, I'm very skeptical of, of I, Josh Allen and, and his, his downfield throwing ability. And certainly it wasn't going to be exposed against the Jets. So, you know, I guess at the end of the day, he, he did. He played fantastic. I mean, he was outstanding. 46 um, balls in the air. I, I don't think that was a mistake. I don't think it was an accident <laughs> that they let him get the ball up in the air that much. They absolutely. Like you said, not much of a challenge. So let's see what we got. Let's see what we have in in, in our new receiver, Stephon Diggs, who had eight catches. Right. Well, well the a- yeah, the AFC story is yet to be told. I mean, that was basically just chalk week one. You know, both teams kind of beating up on Nick, huh? Chalk, <laughs> Nicky, <laughs> chalk, chalk. Hail to the Godfather. Okay, but you know, I think that's an in- inevitability. The one where I thought. There wasn't an inevitability was uh, Aaron Rodgers, who basically put my uh, NFC North division winner champion pick to shame. (laughs) I picked the Vikings to edge the Packers by one game. And well, guess what? That might have flipped because I thought those two teams were super close to one another. And I thought whoever won the head to head battle would win that division. Well, advantage Green Bay Packers. I'm leaning back towards the Packers after just one game because I thought that game was I, – I wrote it up in my my preview for NFC. I thought this was a playoff game. I know it's not a playoff game, but at the end of the year, you know, it always comes down to tiebreakers and one game separating division winners always does. 
And those head-to-heads against your division opponent that you're literally trying to beat in that, you know, one game uh, deciding factor, those are the games that matter. And this was week one for them. And they came out so and how, stomped them. How did you feel about a lot of these matchups week one? Jets, Bills, yep. Dolphins, Pats, yep. Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Washington matchups. football yes. team. You know, a lot of divisional matchups. I, I was – I was excited to see them battling it out early. And then I thought, well, maybe it would be better to wait until later, halfway sure. through the year. When they actually are warmed but up. Obviously, the schedule makers are going to make the schedule. It is what it is, right? But, I mean, the two big ones that I thought were, you know, and, and, and there's a huge advantage. But, you know, now Green Bay beating the hell out of Minnesota. And Aaron Rodgers was so good. I just – Challenge you, just go look at the, not the box score, but the drive summary on that game. It's just Aaron Rodgers touchdown, Aaron Rodgers touchdown. I mean, they just walk down the field every single time. Uh, it's unbelievable. They were so efficient. So that one, and then, of course, the other one we're going to get to in a moment, but Saints-Bucks. I thought that was sort of a mini playoff game as well. If the Bucks have a chance of you know winning that division, they kind of have to go into New Orleans and win, and they certainly weren't able to. But And we'll talk about that in just one moment. But going back to the – the Green Bay Packers right now, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play like that, there's going to be some fantasy gold deeper than the Devontae Adams dominance. And this week it was MVS and Lazard both got in the end zone. You know, with Aaron Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams sort of with their roles, are you buying into MVS or Lazard at all? Here we go with more of this quarterback fellatio. And, yes, Aaron Rodgers, he was slinging. Divisional matchup, 360-plus yards for a touchdown is great. But shouldn't we question just how capable that Vikings secondary actually is? Yes. Because <laughs> I don't think they were very capable. So, no, they're bad. It might be bad. So, yes, it's exciting to see Lazard and, you know, MVS and especially Adams. He's always filthy. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so – it was nice to see them get in the end zone and people are going to be stoked. Uh, I had Lazard as my green Bay number two receiver. Um, but I'm not, I'm not ready to, to, to jump on the train quite yet. I'd like to see it happen a little more. I mean, it's no different than, you know, the guys in Atlanta that had 300 yard receivers. Like, I think that's great and all. And it looks good for those that were jumping on those names early. Yeah, it was but, a little garbage time, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of garbage time. Yeah. But hey, the, you know those stealing, those those stealing people are fucking loving those garbage Thielen, time points. Uh, mean, Ridley, Gage, all that. Yeah, I mean that was a lot of garbage time, and you know, especially the Ridley touchdowns too felt very cheap. Uh, I, but, yeah, I felt like Julio had five guys on him, and Ridley was wide open yes, the whole time. He was yeah. wide open for one of them. Yeah, that one at the end near the, in the closer corner. To the end of the I mean, game. he literally was all by himself. But you know, those are cheap, but they count. You know, and if you're on a on a team where you know we always say, "Oh yeah, get you know DJ Chark for garbage time," but you know, it, you know the old Rip. Allen Robinson Blake Bortles connection, they still scored those fantasy. And points I'm not count. saying that they don't count. I'm just saying yes. that's not something you can necessarily count on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, totally those are great, and if they happen more than once. Like with a Rob, like that, yeah. those were the best. I won <laughs> multiple championships yeah. with that disgusting combination of Bortles. Yeah, you'd have two catches for twelve yards through three quarters, yeah. and then end up with one hundred forty. Yeah, the yards last the drive, he would catch six <laughs> balls for eighty yards and a touchdown, and you knew right, it was good. coming. Yeah, 
yeah, fine. Um, and I'm okay with that. But yeah, it's just I need to see a little more consistency before I say, yeah, definitely those guys. I mean, Ridley has fans. People love him. Yeah. I don't love him as much. Nope, but he's going to be there. Just because of Julio. Like, Julio's always going to be that one. So yeah. They play inside. They play fast. They they like to throw it too much. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a run-blocking offensive line. They have Julio. There's a lot of reasons yeah. to like Ridley, and he's a good football player. Look, and it's not that I don't like him. I think he's a great player. I just think that people are drafting him too way earlier than I would. Yeah, me so. Too. I don't like him for his price. If he's, you know, much, cheaper, much yeah. cheaper. I, yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm jumping all over that Absolutely. on that offense. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's a lot of guys. I mean, if we're, you know, talking about that value, it's kind of interesting. Uh, maybe maybe that's a guy you look to sell because he's probably worth more, especially right now after a huge week two, uh, week one where he scores two touchdowns and maybe people think he's taking over for Julio. But <laughs> if you watch that game, you know, you knew Julio was kind of the alpha. I mean, of course he is. You know, he's the alpha until he's too hurt to play. And nine for a buck fifty. Yeah. Like he just wakes up and has a day like he just that. was awesome too. Twenty eight twenty eight games in his career where he's had over a hundred yards and hasn't scored a touchdown. That's I think six more than whoever's in second place. That's right. So let's go to the other side of that um division where we talk a little bit about uh Minnesota and Green Bay. Uh, I think that one Green Bay is kind of easy to recognize what you know who to who to play there. I'm not buying MVS or Lazard too much. I think there are spot starts, uh, especially Lazard. I think MVS maybe a little spotty going forward. But, <laughs> and you know they got to play the Vikings again yeah, this year. Shit. <laughs> uh, when you look at the Vikings, I mean, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, one of the questions from our group was, "Hey, when is Justin Jefferson going to be?" Um, relevant and I think it comes earlier than later I do think that you know I think term shared with me that you know he was out he out snapped BC overall and was you know kind of the real number two although we only saw a few targets I think it was three targets but you know at the end of the day you know you can't expect too much from these guys too early especially you know in a game like that and Green Bay has a great secondary so you know moving on but it's also conservative Kirk Cousins I mean their offense is very conservative yeah, absolutely. I mean, Irv Smith didn't show up. Uh, Kyle Rudolph still played a few more snaps than he did. And I think we're about to see that until Kyle Rudolph moves on. And who knows? Maybe Irv Smith just isn't an alpha tight end. Very possibly. interested to see the next few games because I think it'll reflect just how important Stephon Diggs actually was sure. to that offense. That guy that can stretch the field and hold the safeties <laughs> over and I don't know. I just don't see that they have that right now. Yeah. Well, remains to be seen if Justin Jefferson can step into that role. Obviously not easy. But going to the other side was, you know, <laughs> Trubisky truthers. Jesus. Stand up. None. Where are you? There are none. Rich. That's the only one. I don't know any. Trubisky truth. Jemo? Jemo's out there? Come on, Jemo. The icon is talking up Trubisky right now. I mean... Just he's just upset we didn't trade for him in our dynasty league that we share together. I mean, why don't we already have Trubisky on our team if he's just going to be the goat every single week? Oh wait, am I? Don't, am I overstepping here? Yeah, you keep sucking quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't let Jemo start promoting Truth Biscuit or whatever his name is, because I'm pretty sure Jemo wanted them to start Nick Foles. I believe you're right. <laughs> I believe you're right. But look, at the end of the day, um, he got it done, but. The absolute gut punch, DeAndre Swift. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. That's rough, I man. mean, 
what was the stat? He had never dropped a ball at Georgia. I mean, my goodness. I, I really felt so bad for him. I really did. Yeah. I mean, I seldom have true He's, sympathy and sadness for a football player on the field. That was it. Yeah, that was tough to watch. I mean, especially, oh. you know, the rookie. He didn't get many touches. And then <laughs> is he ever going to get any more? Oh, my I God. Mean, what a brutal situation. Yeah, it's a tough loss. Um, but I don't know, man. I like Detroit from a from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. Uh, Peterson getting 15 touches or 14 carries was uh, way more than I thought he'd get. He had three catches too, which is nice. But you know, I'm a I'm a I'm an Iowa tight end fan. Yeah. You know George Kittle. Yeah. And obviously, I've heard of him. you may have heard of him. Yeah. There's another guy. We we are fighting for the uh, OG Kittle Truther it's, it was, championship it, belt. There's not even a fight. It's, I mean, it, you know, I'll let you have him because he's on your team. But look, you got to, I mean, check the receipts. You know, I'm the receipt king over here. You, why you got you got one tweet picture? I got <laughs> I got a person. I got a, an actual witness that will testify to my. I mean, I think America is my witness in this case. I think they believe in me. America is your witness. Sure. The whole, the whole kind of nonsense is that. All right, all the people in America who the 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 the, the uh, circles of people who know that I like George Kittle that that America that's the real the America. circles anyway. of people. There's probably how two many or three, circles? Two, two or three. People. Two or three people. Yes, that's a fucking triangle, it's a dude. Triangle, technically. <laughs> it's Super a fucking cool. obtuse triangle. It's true. Way. Hard to make a circle of three, but we work on it. Yeah, we do. That's Look, weird. all those people know him, right? Nah. Anyway, yeah. George kills dope. But anyway, Hawk, bro. Hawk, Hawk. I really, I really liked this kid. I liked him coming in last year. Yep. And uh, so it was good to see him. He was out there making plays, dude. I mean, speaking of which, we just got done watching that Denver game, and I don't know what the hell they did in the second half, but Noah Fant stopped throwing to Noah. <laughs> yeah, Noah Fant in the first half. So when you talk about Fant and Hawkinson, uh, they both look great, and they both look like they're taking a step forward. Fant looks so good tonight. I mean, just a quick sidebar. Yeah, he's a big kid, man. He's like fast. he just, yeah, he's big and he moves, and it's it's weird that they would stop throwing him the ball in the second half because they couldn't cover him at no. all in the first. So. And even if they just threw a little screen or a little swing, he would just make twenty yards out of it like nothing. Uh, go buy Noah Fant if anybody's crazy enough to sell him to you for yeah. the the value. Okay. Oh boy, is it time? Is it time for the Tight end told you so. Is that a new segment of tight end told you so? Could be. I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. All off season, I mean, I'm getting in arguments with people on, on Twitter about Hayden Hurst and Tyler Higby. And Mike Jasicki <laughs> and all you people who thought these were elite tight ends, when you see Hawkinson and Goddard and Fant, people who are actually good tight ends go off, even OJ Howard for that matter, and David and Joku. I mean, these are all elite tight end prospects. Tyler Higby was a good story. Hayden Hurst is a cool guy in a slayer band or something, but these guys are not going to be dominant. Um, you know, they might have good games and, and you know what, at the end of the season, I think Hayden Hurst is going to be just fine. Higby will be just fine. Higby's fine, but I'm telling you, these are the better tight ends. This Hawkinson Goddard Fant and to Goddard, see all even, three of those other 
Even with its weak jaw. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I good, mean, we could, good thing they play with a helmet on. Yeah, absolutely. we got to check his peripheral vision. He didn't see that one coming. Right. He's, I'm a huge fan of that, dude, even though he's sleepy on the on the floor. <laughs> uh, no, he's a baller, dude, and you're I mean, right. He's got at I least mean, one concussion we know of. I think people were drafting Higby and Hurst and those guys way too soon as if they were – they had already proven to be the next coming, and yes, it's not to say that they're not good football players, but they're fine. I want I want guys that are not going to get hurt all the time. Hayden Hurst, yeah, I mean you, just want, you want elite players if you can, and if you're not going to, why are you going to spend an eighth round uh, redraft pick on Hayden Hurst when you could spend a thirteenth round pick on Noah Fant? And why the hell is Noah Fant available then anyway? I mean, I watched these ADP, ADP, Jonu. I mean, it just was the, the ADP for tight ends was broken, and we knew it, and we were trying to tell you, and nobody. I mean, it just it was crazy. Um, I didn't understand it from the very beginning. I have Hawkinson all over the place, and uh, you know, it just seems like the clear way to have gone. Uh, so I mean, even late, old though. man Jared Cook in right. in redraft is, exactly. is good wait. for five catches. He was actually really good again. So, yeah, absolutely, of course. Um, you know, Chicago, enjoy that one. I don't know how many wins you're going to get. I don't know how many <laughs> I don't know how many teams Matt Jam Patricia out. can coach. You know, I think he only coaches one team. Uh, if they do let him sub-coach, I think he might have some chances to beat some other teams. But that may be it. The saddest and happiest story of the weekend is the Marlon Mack story. Um, you know, I'm a huge Marlon Mack fan. I'm a huge player fan. In other words, I don't like to see injuries. I hate injuries. I am super sad of, as to what happened to Marlon Mack. He was starting to cook. He was looking to play really well, probably earn a contract next year, maybe from another team. Now he's got a torn Achilles. He's got a long road back. Honestly, I feel terrible for Marlon Mack. Yeah, that's a rough uh, way to open up a spot for someone that we were super but, hyping throughout the year. Right, but never wanna, never will I be one to victory lap on an injury. Never, um, and I'm so, not doing it here. However, so, however, however, my adoration of Jonathan Taylor has skyrocketed oh. with Marlon Mack being out for the year. Honestly, I, again, must say, sad for Marlon Mack. Happy for all of my JT 101 picks and JT everywhere, JT startup, JT traded for him, JT got him in this way or that way. I mean, everywhere I've got JT now is absolutely on like Donkey Kong. He's got JT underwear. JT underwear, JT, whatever it is, man. But, you know, he is going to be outstanding this year. He had, uh, what was it, six catches for, you know, 80 yards. I mean, exactly like what we thought, right? Uh, yeah. It wasn't uh, a good pass catcher is what they yes, were saying. Yes, not a good pass catcher. I mean, get the heck out of here. We knew for a fact that, you know, he was good at this stuff. We just knew it. Uh, the one thing I will say, too, now, of course, is Naheem Hines sneaks in as a player to be, uh, to be monitoring because I think it's going to be – JT and, and Hines. And I think yeah. Hines is going to get some looks. And, you know, the idea that um, that Phillip Rivers targets the running backs is obviously for sure correct because he targeted the running backs. JT, uh, six targets. Hines had eight, again, to the running back. Last year, um, 
Indianapolis had zero running back touchdown catches, and the Chargers had like 10 running back touchdown catches. And Naeem had one yesterday. They already had one yesterday. Exactly. So the pattern is showing itself to be true. So I don't know that he necessarily targets, quote unquote, the running backs, but I think he's savvy and veteran enough to know. When it's time to. When those are my fucking dump offs. Those are my valves, my safety. Safe throws, yeah. So I don't think all of them are direct targets to the running back. No, I would agree with you 100%. He probably hits one or two progressions and knows like, all right, play's busted. Here you go. Absolutely. Like he's already on that. Absolutely. So. And and JT, of course, is you know just the big play waiting to happen. So it's exactly why you want to be throwing him the ball. Scientists too, bro. That kid can play. He's I mean, fast. he's not a bad football player. No. So, I, yeah, you get the ball out of a slow old quarterback's hands and yes. put it into your playmakers. Paris Campbell, another dude yep. who I was stoked to see. Catch six balls yesterday. Yeah, for I those mean, of you who are waiting on Paris Campbell, I think it's arriving. I do think in this offense, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to have a really big year. Um, you know, like a, a you know a Christian Kirk like year. I mean, nothing crazy over the top, but like you know, hundred hundred to one hundred and twenty targets, and you know, some some speed plays, some big plays. We knew and- we knew someone was going to be the. You know, someone had to be the lead target guy. Yeah, I mean, with Ty out there, I think it's I think it's clear that Paris is going to step into that next next slot. And uh, you know, Michael Pittman was good. He was good. You know, he showed up. He knew what to do. He made a couple of nice plays. I mean, but basically, I think it's you know that's the totem pole there. The the target hierarchy is going to be you know, and, and Jack Doyle again. So I, I thought the offense looked great. Yet Philip Rivers found a way to blow the game. Um, and on the other side of the football, the Greek god himself. G-Money. You want to hear some fellatio? <laughs> Let me just tell you, this one is over. Gardner Minshew, QB1. 95% completion percentage, I think. I, mean, I think that's a record. That might be a record <laughs> if he were to retire today. Oh. Um, though, I don't know if he'd meet the uh, attempt. The height requirement. Oh, no, the no, height no. requirement, the, the mustache requirement. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to you got to love that kid, dude. It's impossible no. to not like the kid because he just comes to play football. He doesn't let all the all the noise. He he fades all the noise. Oh boy. Um he just doesn't let the nonsense in. He isn't going to let you beat him. He's mentally strong without, is what you're trying without, to say, too. Without fucking laying it out there. Yep. Like, he's going to give it a shot. And, look, he's not the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's far from the worst. Yeah. I think he's a whole lot better than anybody gives him credit for. I've got some more takes coming on him. And Mark Mathic, obviously our own Master June, the man, the myth, the legend, the absolute hero in Shanghai. He's I a, mean, He's a fan. He's the absolute <laughs> – he's, he's, he's an undroppable across the globe. I mean, that's what we – we're global. You know, we're out there in Shanghai planting our flag and Mark Mathic calling our Gardner Minshew from there. You know, I mean, the undroppables reach is far and wide. Yeah. And we're all the way from Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville, Florida to Shanghai. And that rope is taut. There's a tight rope from Shanghai some, to Jacksonville. And there's some podunk city in fucking California that 
literally has zero ATM machines. Did I tell you that today? I mean, I'll give you some cash if you need it. You just no, I, I was able to get cash here in this podunk town. Yeah, this town's got them. Bro, Los Alamos is the weirdest. We're going we're gonna to go on a go rant. Go for it. It is the weirdest little fucking city. Welcome to the stoner sessions. There is nothing there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a Chevron that has a subway attached to it where gas is way overpriced. And then there's a couple spots where you can taste wine. So I, I, like wine tastings. Yep. They don't call them bars. There's a couple of those too. <clears throat> um, and in none of these places did they have a fucking ATM machine. I just liked having cash. So I'm like, you know what? No worries. I'll get I'll get cash when I'm up there. I'm going to a wedding. They're going to be people serving shit. Yeah, you need some cash. I'm, I'm a fucking tipper. That's what I do. Cow tipper? No, God. That was back in the day when I was a kid growing up in South Jersey, you know? Of course. I knew you could tip cows. Fucking. Come on. Shut up, you asshole. I know, I know. So, yeah. So this fucking town literally saw one horse, zero ATM machines that were fucking. That, that good worked. ratio. No, I don't understand what is happening here. Well, I think, you know, you're in a haunted motel for the first part. Definitely some dead bodies been rolled out the back, as you pointed out. You're correct. Uh, That's that's documented. So be prepared. I would sleep with sleep on top of the covers. I mean, there's some pro tips. Sleep on top of the covers. Uh, Don't unlock your windows. Um, You know, if there's a shower rod or anything like that, go ahead and take that down and use that as a weapon near your bed in case someone breaks into your room. I mean, you should really be prepared in a lot of different ways. It sounds like you didn't come prepared. You come from the OC where everything's nice come and happy. Prepared. Bro, well, well, I come from New Jersey. But so maybe you are prepared. My, my preparation is attached to my wrist. I don't want somebody to throw these hands. I believe you. I smoke I, all the weed, but I can still throw these hands. Folks, I'm feeling threatened here in the bird's nest lounge. At the end of the day, the only thing I'm really scared of. Yep. Is fear itself. Is banjos. Banjos, yeah. If I hear the strumming at a banjos, yeah, deliverance is a real and someone up says, movie. "Boy, you sure do got them pretty lips." I'm out, dude. Yeah, it's time to go. Already told the kids too, like, "Hey, banjo, one, one banjo, all for one here. and none for all." Because yeah. I'm out if the banjos are running. You have like a zero banjo tolerance. Then is what you're trying to tell me. Here's the thing: I'm not anti banjo, right? Specifically, like if I, if we're in Huntington Beach and if someone pulls out a banjo, banjo yeah, I'm cool. Good for him. But if I'm in a no ATM town with yeah. one horse, yeah, and Banjos some weird fun. fucking haunted hotels, no I don't want to hear a banjo. That's a zero banjo limit in Los Alamos. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's I think that's really good process there, Stoner. I think it's really good process. Look, don't be anti banjo. Just be anti banjo in certain locales. Speaking of bad process, shit. I think it may have been bad process to go for it on fourth down when you're down 17 to 20 in the fourth quarter and not kick a field goal to tie the game. I mean, was Jason Garrett in Mike McCarthy's earpiece telling him what to do? Probably. I mean, this is embarrassing. You guys go from one bad coach to a worse coach? I didn't think that was possible. What's up, Cowboys? Yeah, I don't know, man. I still think they have the best running back in football. Sure. From a talent perspective, as a running back, Zeke is too good. 
He is a great runner of the football. Terrible mistake. <laughs> but I mean, down goal. 17 to 20, I forget, it was 10 minutes or whatever, 9 minutes, 11 minutes, whatever. I mean, I think I you're trying to make a statement. I think you're trying to be trying to be that guy. He probably had a call from Jerry real quick on the red. Hey, phone. I believe in you. Jerry Jones told him yeah. to go for it. He didn't fucking he yeah, probably I mean, didn't make that call himself. What's the what's the what's the what's the rich guy from uh from Simpsons? The, Montgomery Burns. Yeah, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns made that call. It wasn't yeah, Jerry yeah. Jones. I think he could It's like Phil them. Knight calling plays for Oregon Absolutely. Ducks football. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jerry's making Run the, the draw. Uh, but so, look, Zeke is too good, man. You 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 just put the ball in his hands. That's yeah, what I want. I, I guess, but I mean, you got to kick that field goal, and then Definitely. the awful, awful, awful offensive pass interference call against Michael Gallup. I mean, yeah, Dallas has to feel good and really bad all at the same time. I don't know. I mean. The, the, the offense looks great. CD was awesome. Uh, Amari was good. Gallup was good. Zeke's everything you're saying. I mean, they lose Jarwin. You uh, hear that, Tommy? Amari was good. I know you call him the fantasy locust. Mm. I still don't know why. Well, because. <laughs> Honestly, what I know about locusts, they're loud as fuck. They're annoying as hell. Give it to him. And they never go away. Give it to him. And that is not Amari Cooper. I am so Because tired. he's not loud as fuck, and he does go away. Ah. Right? He he is very, he is not consistent like the locust that I would hear I when I lived in North Carolina. That sound was loud and incessant, and it fucked you up, and they were always in your head. Maybe he and is that the fantasy is, locust. But he's not always in your head. I know, but I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be pretty good this year. I think it was kind of telling in that fourth quarter. Uh, Dak targeted him over and over again. I mean, you had Gallup, you have CD, you know, you have uh, Zeke to throw to, and yet that's when he started to feed Amari more. I mean, they were kind of in desperation mode, but it was Amari he was looking for. I still think in his mind, Amari's you know wide receiver one. Were um, they were they were they giving him Amari? I mean, that, really. that's a question, yeah. I, and and. At that point, I, I honestly was not watching the game. Yeah, no. I, I was recovering I, from the beers that I drank all day. I was also not watching the game. I was box score watching because I had the kids, so I don't know. And I have yet to go back and watch that. We're watching this late on a Monday night. Um, so we just got done watching the two games this afternoon. But I just, I We have always talked and recently. I just noticed that they went to them late, and then I did kind of catch the very end where the terrible offensive pass yeah. interference call – but my point is here, I think if you're Dallas, I think everything is still in play for them. They just have to play better. I think the Rams are probably a pretty good football team. I think that's probably it, right? I mean, is that kind of what happened here? The Rams' defense is good, They're right? Good. I mean, yeah, and they still tend to score points. You get Aaron Donald, right? I mean, you got, Ramsey was outstanding. I mean, yeah, their you defense just gave is him great. a bunch of money, and like you ran the ball well. Yep. Brown Acres and good. Brown, yep. I mean, Bobby Trees with a hundo. You know, yep. I love Bobby Trees. Um, no, Jared Goff is not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you know, <I've, laughs> fuck that guy. There you go. I think that's probably a good buy right there. Is maybe Cam Akers. I don't know if anybody will, will want to sell in Dynasty on the on the on the feeling that oh no, maybe Malcolm Brown is the the guy there. Obviously, he's not. Who uh, are you selling Brown for though? As much as possible. If someone's willing to pay anything for Malcolm Brown and Dynasty, you got to sell them right Definitely away. Definitely sell them. Yeah, right? I mean, if you get a second, go for it. 
I mean, you know, you think about what could you sell Malcolm Brown for before this moment? Nothing. I mean, nobody's I buying him, him for up anything. like in the 20th plus right. round. Sure, in a startup. Drafts, I mean, if you're yeah. trying to trade for him, you could easily have gotten them for a fourth round pick, right? Yeah. Right. Um, he was probably available on many waiver wires. I mean, this was so it's profit. Take the one game profit, move on, get a 21 second. And when you're rostering Amon St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, then thank me later. You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you know about that kid? Oh, you know. Come the on. Kid from I went USC, USC baby. for you. I did that for you. I didn't say Seth Williams. I said, you know, I'm on raw. Yeah, he could play that boy. That boy's a baller. But, you know, that's the type of player that you're going to be talking about. You know, obviously, maybe it's Tylen Wallace or who knows what. Who knows? For sure. I get there. what you're saying. There's going to be a solid player there in that early second round, mid-second round even. It's going to be a pretty deep draft. The only thing that I'm a little bit concerned with, just to get caught up on the 21 draft real quick, is there's a lot of a lot of the talent is juniors. I wonder how many of them will choose to come out uh, given the kind of weird season. Will they try and come back and play a 21 season for their senior? I don't know, but they're all very talented and they really quote unquote should come out. Uh, I don't know. So that's a big, what if Uh, I think it makes your first round picks more valuable than the rest. In theory, it sounds normal, but I think in this year coming up, it's going to make those first round picks because we know who the good players are. We know who the quarterbacks are that we want in super flex. We yep. know who the good players are, but after that, it's a fucking crapshoot. Yes. And we're not maybe getting a chance to see them all or right. some of them opted out. And like, it's now we're like, going back a year and a half to watch film. It's kind of like this 2020 season. We knew it was a deep draft. I kept telling everybody to grab 2020 seconds. Why? Because you could have Brian Edwards and LaVisca Chenault with those picks. So, you know, for Zach Moss exactly. and those guys. Yeah, exactly. and those guys. And those guys. <laughs> I think that's his uh, his Saturday night swing band. It's yes. called Zach Moss and those guys. Yeah, I'm sure he's in a swing band. He mm-hmm. plays banjo. Um, Fuck you, Zach Moss does not play oh the no. banjo. He plays the Devin Singletary. The didgeridoo. <laughs> the Devin Singletary. He just holds him like a like an instrument and just strums just his legs. Just him so he yeah. screams. <laughs> yeah. Devin Singletary is probably tougher than us. Just That's for a the pretty, record. pretty, pretty good chance. a pretty accurate statement. Yeah, no. Um, How do you feel about Aaron Donald going up against the Eagles offensive line next week? Wow, Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are a big problem right now because, look, you know, you can fix skill positions. You can fix scheme. You can't fix the the trenches. You know, you either are winning there or you're losing there. Yeah, and if your guys are banged up, I mean, there's nothing. You can only plug and play and hope. So much. Yeah, you can only plug and hope. And Aaron Donald fucking trains against people that swing knives and shit. Yeah. That's not the dude you're plugging and playing and hoping – and actually, this Washington defensive front may be one of the best. They're the tough, NFL. dude. I've been telling people, don't sleep on that yeah, Washington football team, dude. Yep, I did. I made a mistake last week on the podcast. I thought they were so dysfunctional that, you know, I just thought maybe their defense would be good. But they. I just, but you know what? Give a lot of credit to Ron Rivera. Bingo. It's I, Riverboat Ron, yep. dude. Ron is – look, they needed someone to keep the nonsense of ownership. Yeah separated from the team. It. You have a young, talented team. And now you have a dad. Yep. Ron is the dad. He's going to deal with the nonsense over here. And you saw what happened when the guy shit came out. Gone. Yep. I'm going to roll with what I got. They got McLaren and Sims. And they got 
Haskins and Gibson. They got young, talented players. I'm interested to see how it goes. And you said their defense is tough, dude. Yep, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, I, I and they I, are leading the NFC East, the Washington football team, the nameless ones. It's true. We were hanging out with a Washington football team fan tonight, and he's a terrible person. I mean, he's a horrible person. I had to correct him every time he right, said their awful. old team name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he did say old team name too. And we were like, it's not old team name. It's football. Team. It's football team. <laughs> yes. It's football team. Say it right. It's a horrible name right now, but it's yeah. who they are. It's and to think it's less horrible than their previous name in some ways. I don't understand. Yeah, well. God bless them. Um, but you know, they're one and all everybody else in that division. Oh, and one. Yeah. I'm not afraid of, uh, or, or worried for the Cowboys. Obviously we're worried for the giants, that offensive line. Whew. The, the that's wow that's really bad i mean literally um uh saquon only had like seven yards on 15 carries he yeah was negative for most of the game <laughs> big ben had more rushing yards than him today right <laughs> i mean and we you know we know for a fact that saquon is awesome we know he can get bottled he's a the beast again, dude yeah he's awesome and that offensive line gave him nothing today and and uh, that's gonna be a problem yeah i mean he also why is he jumping over everyone I mean, he, he he thinks he's on the moon, I think, maybe something like that. But, you know, I think that team's a little bit in trouble. Darius Slayton was unbelievable. I mean, when is Darius Slayton going to stop scoring long touchdowns? I'm a big fan. He was on he was on my list of guys for this year. I, I actually what liked him coming out of college. I knew that he was a playmaker, and his quarterback situation in college wasn't great. No. Um, and them getting rid of Odell, I think I could probably – I probably mentioned that like he's a type of dude that can make Odell like catches. Yeah. And he's actually a better wide receiver than even I thought he was. Yeah. No or doubt. He's at least developed into one. And and uh I'm not gonna call him Danny Dimes, uh because no. that's a stupid name. Especially when you're not good at throwing the football. But yeah, you know, the thing but you look like you're smoking dimes. dimes when you yeah. fucking he does, fumble the ball. He does have some – actually, he, he does make some amazing throws, right? It's kind of interesting. He throws these balls, and you're like, oh, that was outstanding. Yeah, that was a great throw. And yeah. then he just makes so many terrible mistakes. It's maddening. Um, it's fucking maddening. So, you know, both with the interceptions, the one in the end zone today was uh, particularly brutal where he just allowed himself to have the ball tipped. I mean, yeah. he was rolling to his left, throwing back to his right. I mean, just awful – you know, on the three yard line, second down, can't do it. Just, just a bad play. I mean, you know, you have to know right then and there before that play, I'm not turning it over here. It was a simple rollout. Look, if it's not there, chuck it into the fourth row. It's totally fine, but you can't get picked. They took points off the board. So he made a lot of losing football plays, which is my problem with him. But then he throws two big touchdowns to Slayton and looks amazing. Uh, granted, his line is not good. So we're going to give him a pass, but he's really got to clean this stuff up. I'm extremely stoked on Slayton. Slayton looked year. good. He might I be mean, this year's DJ Chark. He's uh, he's going to do some fun things. Clean. I don't know if it was simply Golden Tate being out. Um, I don't think so. I think Slayton's got the position. No, I do. Th- yeah, and I th- but I think Golden Tate being out helped him kind of solidify himself right now and say, look, I'm the mm-hmm. dude. Yes. Everybody else has a role for sure, but. I think Slayton is that dude. We have, uh, we have the, I have, we, the Undroppables, me on this podcast, have the absolute best producer in the whole world, Kanan Harris at Fantasy and a Few. Uh, you know, I, we asked 
you know, the team to give us some questions. He had a pretty good question. He said, the biggest, who are the biggest week one whiffs that the fantasy community will overreact to and we could take advantage in Dynasty? You know, or, or in redraft if you want to answer the question that way. I certainly came up with a with a little list. I think the first one that you certainly want to try and explore is Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, as a Saquon owner, I feel a little jittery because I know that line is so bad that if I'm a contender and I've got Saquon, you may be able to convince me with some sort of voodoo. You know, a, a running back who's being productive right now and you know, something else, I might go, you know what, that might make my team better this year. And and you can maybe steal Saquon. So if you have a productive running back, a tier two guy, you know, I won't define those guys. I mean, you know, Chubb didn't have a big day, but you know, that kind of range, you know, that, that spot, you know, you offer that guy up. I don't know if you can think of anybody, but regardless, you know, Saquon will be a guy to go after. Um, I think sometimes people get a little, you know, antsy, obviously Mike Thomas, you know, these are top level players. If someone gets a little antsy, you can just make a slight low ball offer. Um, you know, these may be someone that you can go get, especially in, in redraft. But the the more risky ones. Uh, I was thinking Mixon to a lesser degree. Sure. He did have, you know, 19, I think 19 carries, 20 touches, had 70 ish yards. The but targets are my issue. He had two again. And yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I still think he's a guy I like Mixon. Me too. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. But what a Geo had like six targets. He had only two. And I think the targets are important. When did Geo turn into Kenny Lofton? He looked like <laughs> Kenny Lofton with that mustache. Oh. Some of you younger folk won't know who Kenny Lofton is. No, he but wasn't he, in a band or anything. He had a mustache when he played for the Bills back in the day. He was yeah. good. Yeah, there were two Kenny Loftons <laughs> and they both had mustache. One played for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about the baseball player. The baseball player, Kenny Lofton. But, you know, <clears throat> I, I think it's good. I mean, look, Mixon might be one of those guys. The other one that's a super risky one that you can probably buy very cheap right now. And the, the owner, whoever whoever manages the team with Baker Mayfield on them is definitely done. They're done. And I'm not saying that I totally believe in Baker. I just totally believe in the law of averages. They just played Baltimore. Baltimore is the most dominant team. I mean, I, I picked Kansas city to win the super bowl because I think they're just the most versatile, but when Baltimore is doing what they do well and they get you in that vortex, you're cooked. You're cooked. When they get you playing the way they want you to play, you're done. You're on your heels. You have no chance. You know, uh, Tennessee kind of got them on their heels and made them play a different kind of game. And that's how they lost. But up until that point, they were slaughtering everybody game after game after game. They come out and they do it to Baker and the Browns again. What are you going to say? I mean, there's a little bit of an excuse there. Odell was obviously checked out. I mean, he was thinking about, you know, what kind of party he was going to be going to after the game. Um, Stop it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. But, um, but no, Baker. Enough of that shit. <laughs> enough of that shit. It's just terrible. You're right. Who am I to talk about that? Um, and so, but on, on a serious, on a serious tip, you know, Baker may be a guy that you can literally buy for next to nothing. That person may be ready to get rid of him. But I definitely would not pay Gardner Minishu because I think Gardner is climbing <laughs> towards my top 12 dynasty quarterbacks. Top I, 12? You heard me. And I need someone Come on. to talk me off the ledge. I didn't say he's there yet. I don't know where I've got him. Top you see where I want to see where I was dancing? Uh, what about guys like Cooper Cup or, or Keenan Allen Ooh, as, I like as guys? I mean, maybe... 
maybe not Keenan Allen so much in a dynasty. Not league, dynasty, maybe not. In a redraft league, they had some. Uh, they had a rough week. I think Mike Evans is another one. Uh, was hurt, kind of was shut out. You could buy on the notion that Brady's never going to be able to hit him, and right, really, right. he was shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore while being hurt. Uh, you know, come on, this was not his week. Um, you know, he barely played. So that's what happens when you have a system quarterback. I mean, he just can't get you the ball. I tell you, he is a system quarterback. Uh, speaking of, you know, system quarterbacks, Stoner's favorite quarterback is Joe Montana, who literally played in the exact same system with all the same Hall of Fame players for his entire career because there was no free agency back when he played. Yet he somehow says that Joe Montana is better than Tom Brady. What were you saying? Something like were that? you talking about the system that Joe Montana created? Bill Walsh. Joe Montana made that system. Who's, Tom, the, who's the greatest receiver of all time? Jerry Rice. Okay, so Joe Montana won two Super Bowls he, without him. Try did again. He make him, or did he have him? He had him for yeah. half the time. That, half the time. Half of the Super Bowl wins, but he won without him. So he didn't need Jerry Rice to win Super Bowls. You know how many uh, Super Bowls Tom Brady won without Jerry Rice? All of them. Let's not be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, he didn't have him. He also many, didn't have it, Randy Moss. But he him. also had Bill Belichick for all of them, right? How many catches did fucking Bill Belichick have? Come on, dude. I mean, he was never open. That dude was fucking parked on the sideline every yeah, single time. Exactly. Yep. I think we know that. So what you're saying is Bill Belichick is that much better a coach than Bill Walsh ever was. I right? think what we're saying is Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Way and I am Bill ready Walsh. to plant my flag on Belichick. I mean, way better, being, obviously. Being the reason for the Patriots dynasty, not Tom Brady. Well, that is nonsense. Because clearly and, Goskowski is a horrible he's a kicker. kicker. He's a system kicker. <laughs> I mean, Drew Bledsoe would have won one of the, or two of those Super Bowls. Oh, with absolutely. That, with that defense. Early that on, maybe he would have won the together. first one. I mean, the tuck rule. The tuck rule, yeah. I mean, how do you think? I mean, come on. Belichick sliding money to the refs for all this stuff. Without Belichick, nobody's talking about Tom Brady right I mean, right greasing now. the skids is part of business. Look at our president. I, I mean, mean you know, let's go. go you got to make, right. make a few deals. How, how can Tom Brady be the GOAT when he joined the ranks of Matt Schaub in infamy? By going a third game in a row with a pick six, with, with a, with a pick six. <clears throat> he is literally Matt Schaub Jr. That's what I'm calling Tom Brady well, from I mean, now on. You ought to call Matt him, Schaub Jr. You ought to call him Matt Schaub Sr. because he did it at four. You know who doesn't know about interceptions? Joe Montana, the guy who never threw one in a Super Bowl game. He doesn't know about interceptions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he's just that cool. Because they were that much better because they had all these players <laughs> that they could retain year over year over year because nobody could take any of their good players. Nobody they, wanted to leave. Oh, the, yeah. The it Bay Area the was beautiful agency. this time of yeah, year. this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> little smoke rising in the West. <laughs> the Bay Area is lovely this smoky orange time of year. You hear what he does to me, folks. This is not an argument anymore. This is a travesty. He just takes me off my game. He spits some fire, and then he starts chuckling and giggling and getting me off this number, (laughs) trying to soften me to get me off off the argument. I've always said that Tom Brady was a system quarterback, and look what Belichick did with Cam Newton. 
Look what he did with Matt Cassell. Won games with him, hey, too, Matt didn't Castle's he? Matt Cassell's your guy. Whatever his name is. He's your Jimmy. guy from USC. So what? I'm a Notre Dame fan. I oh, went to USC. What do you mean, get the hell out of here? What's the matter? You couldn't get into Notre Dame? What the hell? I actually did not get accepted to Notre Dame. Well, they made a mistake. They did. That was the biggest um, mistake, except for Brady Quinn, that they've ever made. <laughs> Come on. Charlie Weiss was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, boy. So was Ty Willingham. There were some mistakes there. <laughs> yeah, those are coaching mistakes for sure. Still, there, there were some mistakes. No, absolutely. But, you're right. Look, it's all it's all Belichick, dude. It's all like, Belichick. Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. I mean, you're not going to get me to argue that. But a greatest coach of all time can't win it all by himself. He needs Lawrence Taylor. Defense. You know, he had Lawrence Taylor in New York, and he was able to draw him up perfect and help him out. And, you know, of course, but he he, he always says, I could only do so much. Lawrence has to get it done. I think the same type of thing when you look at Tom Brady, you know, I, I agree. Don't that you Tom, call Tom Brady the Lawrence Taylor of offense? You take that bullshit out of right. here. Right, he's done way less cocaine, and I think cocaine is the measure of Yeah, that. well – Lawrence Taylor has kissed way less children with his mouth open hey, we don't than know. Tom let's Brady. Not, let's not go there. He open mouth Brady. kisses his kids. Honestly, I mean, dude. It's obviously edited photography. Let's not get Edited photography. They're on. photoshopping it. Of course they are. This is a, a hoax. This is, this is a uh, fake news. Uh, fake news. No, it's real. Uh, it's not. I mean, we all know Tom Brady is the perfect human. The system quarterback. I mean... You know, I mean, if we were all paying attention, he would be the next Messiah. And the problem is, is not everybody. He's a movie of the week, a T-shirt at best. He's the movie of two decades is what he he's, is. He's no Messiah. I mean, he didn't even lose a division. I mean, they win the division every single year. What was it? 18 out of 19. And the other time when, uh, you know, Matt Castle didn't win. Nick it. Foles. Nick Foles. You're going to bring Nick e- Foles. We e- scored like 50 in that Eli game. Eli Manning. Eli Manning holds over Twice. us, which is crazy. Twice. The, the most amazing thing. You want to hear this? Those are Listen, the guys that he lost to. Listen, Foles, Manning. My dude. My dude. Dude, wait, wait, hold on. Hold, let me just let me finish. Let me finish. We hold over Peyton Manning big time. Like Peyton Manning has to hold Tom Brady's drinks. We, okay. we hold over Peyton Manning. We hold over Ben Roethlisberger in a way that is terrible. I mean, Pittsburgh can't beat New England. Do you see who my guy beat in the Super Bowl? But. Dan Marino and John Elway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Boomer Esiason, some of the best of all time. Not Boomer, but the other two. Like Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. Matt Ryan? Did you just compare Matt Ryan to Dan Marino? To Dan Marino and did you, did you John say Elway? Boomer well, I said him, not him. I you immediately, did say Boomer I immediately said not him is the greatest of all time. But you did say Boomer Sison. I listed the quarterbacks that he beat. I can Look, say Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. That is for sure. He I looks think, like a giant human thumb. He does. Yeah. But listen, like it or not, he's a better quarterback than Boomer Sison. I don't know. We do. Boomer we do good, know this. Boomer was a good quarterback in his day. He's a nice guy with a he's good a smile. He's a fucking douche. I hate Boomer Sison. All right. There we go. So he's not a good guy nor a good quarterback. Marino and Elway. All right. Wildly listed on people's fucking Mount Rushmore's of quarterbacks. I don't know why there's multiple Mount Rushmore. I mean, Rushmore's. we also beat Jake DeLone. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just. Barely. Actually, but we did Barely. beat Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens, the second best wide receiver of all time, correct? Second best of all time. He yes. was playing on a broken leg. That was one of the most heroic moments of the. But Don McNabb, Russell yeah. Wilson, and, Matt and Ryan. Philly still ran him out. The Philly media still ran him out. I got that bullshit, folks. I have Stoner fired up. I, I love. Fired I up. love To. To is my dude. 
I have him fired up right yeah. now. If you guys could see him, he's he's my, in a my ass is numb, so I pose. stood up. I'm not in a karate pose. <laughs> well, I will tell you, this was one of the best episodes of of on undrafted or any episode of anything. Actually, I think this may be the greatest episode of anything ever recorded. Am I a little out too far out of my skis here? Well, I mean, the white album was good. Okay, so second you or know. third. Dark Side of the Moon, and uh, yeah, probably this. Yeah, you know, but I, let's let's go out on some. What are we going to talk about to go out on, dude? What do you mean? I literally just ranted on Tom Los Brady. Alamos being shitty. Los Alamos. Tom Brady being a shitty quarterback. What did he do yesterday again? Who? I mean, Tom Brady. Brady. He did throw a couple touchdowns right so the to the other team. team. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did. I, I can mean, keep going, man. I mean, look. I mean, you no, want to keep like, at Tom Brady. What, but, what are we expecting from him? Uh, actually, I I don't think very much, in my opinion. I mean, but here's the other thing with the quick. Well, Bullshit. Hold on. How are you not expecting much from him? Bring up your wide receiver rankings, and where's Chris Godwin? Yeah, very high. Where? Very high. Where's Mike Evans? Uh, not as high, but high. Are they both in the top 12? Sure. So you got two wide receiver ones on the same team. And you don't have high expectations for their quarterback? That's nonsense. I mean, I think he's somewhere in that middle range. I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not. Look, I think there's some. I think his ceiling is very high, and I don't know. I don't know. You make a good point. I thought you had a love for Tom Brady that could never falter. If Joe Montana signed with a team today, the Chiefs, he would be QB one for me. Come on. Yeah, I know. Joe's QB one. Look, I could, I could say that Tom's the best quarterback of all time. And He's that, not even better than Steve on. Young. Let me, as a let me finish. Let me finish. Let me just finish. Okay? Let's, let's just theoretically speaking. Let me just talent finish. level. Steve Young is a better quarterback oh, than they, Tom Brady. If they judged quarterbacks on talent level, Jeff George would be in the Hall of Fame. Now listen, <laughs> what you heard me? Come now listen, on. Jay Cutler. Okay, Kyle <laughs> Bowler. Fucking talent level out Look, of here. I said I don't talent. I didn't say. Fucking combine dumb shit. I'm just saying all this arm town. Oh, he can make all the throws. I don't give a shit. Steve, Steve Young. Steve Young is a hell of a player, okay? I love Steve Young. He's one of the most underrated players, him and Tony Romo. I love. Tony okay. Romo. You, I you lost him. all credibility right there. Oh, that's because people aren't paying attention. <laughs> Tony Romo is an underrated player. But listen, let me finish the damn point. And this is a fact. This is what we're going out on because I'm going to tell you right now. Tom Brady, when he came back in the fourth quarter, down 10, against the number one defense in the NFL against Seattle in the Seattle Super Bowl. The Seattle Seahawks have given up 13 points in the fourth quarter over their last eight games of the season. So half the season, they gave up a total of 13 total points in eight games in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady was perfect in the fourth quarter, scored 14, two touchdowns to win that game. Cool. No other quarterback is making those throws in that play those plays to finish that game and win that Super Bowl. Let me finish. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. He had to be perfect. He had to convert two two two-pointers in a row. He was the only quarterback that's ever going to do anything like that in the Super Bowl. Now, he also put him in those holes, but he got him out of them. There's no defense that Joe Montana ever played or even saw like that Seattle defense. Ever. Niners, Bengals. Less than two minutes to go in the game. Joe Montana walks out to the huddle and says, Hey, guys, you see John Candy in the crowd right there? And everyone's looking at him like, 
He is the coolest motherfucker in the room. He is. Proceeds to drive down the field, methodically score a touchdown like it was nothing. Yes. Tom Brady, he doesn't have He's that He's not drip, wired dude. that way. He doesn't, he doesn't have that, that drip. I'll give you that. Yeah, he doesn't have that He drip. doesn't have that Atlanta drip. shit to bed in they that did. Super Bowl. They did. That no wasn't – don't put it all on him. I'm not saying it all on him. You can't ever put it all on him. You can't put it all on Joe Montana either. He needs other players to make plays. He That's, did not need his kicker to win him so many Super Bowls, though, did he? Did he? Tom Brady came did, off the field he? with the lead in every single Super Bowl. Did he need his kicker to win how many? What do you mean you need a kicker? How, how many? How many did Goskowski have to win at the end? Or Vinatieri? Or whatever. They what are, aren't they the same person? If you drive down I'm for a saying, game when you field goal, to 10 is tie like, game, you'd be, 55 to 10 you'd be is a lot score better, a right? You need to score touchdown to win it instead Look of the field Look what we goal. did against Marino. You know, Look what we did against You needed a touchdown against Atlanta. Got him. You needed a touchdown against Seattle. Got him. You needed a field goal against Philly. Got it. You needed a field goal against Carolina. Got it. Couldn't he just win 55 to 10 like we did? Like Joe did? Oh, yeah, who they play? The San Diego Superchargers. That was the Broncos game. It was. Oh uh, my God, they played some. The awful San Diego games. Superchargers with Steve Young. I'm talking about Just when we beat Montana. Marino, when we beat Elway. All right. all right. The goats of all time, right? According to some. Well, yeah. I will tell I'm you. No, they're not Jake Delome. I know. Jake Delome was a tough. That was a tough out. Jake Delome. He was a, a shitty UPS driver, Jake Delome. He drives for UPS now? I don't know. Oh, I thought that was inside information. Probably. I was going to break the news. No, I don't break, I don't break news. Okay. I don't have sources. I'm not well, sources that. say breaking news. This one is over, folks. I mean, Stoner came at me, but, you know, <laughs> he just goes with the drip. Obviously, Joe Montana's got drip, but Tom Brady's the GOAT. Joe still has drip. End it. <laughs>